0: Unite and Win, Episode Seven. This week, I sat down with Ashley Dawn, aka Viking Ashley, on Instagram, good friend of mine, tattoos in Oklahoma City, and uh, we sat and talked tats, her career, and the duration of that, and everything in between. Without further ado, this is the Viking Ashley interview.
1: Yeah. So
0: you're originally from Oklahoma City specifically?
1: No, I'm from Enid, Oklahoma, so it's like an hour and a half north of here. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born and raised there. My parents still live there.
0: How do you spell it?
1: E-N-I-D. So Enid.
0: Enid. What is it, Enid? It's a town where you're from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Like, (laughs) I can't tell you much history on it. There's a... Rumor around town that it got its name from when the settlers rolled in, like, there Mm -hmm. was a sign, a diner sign, that was, like, flipped backwards, so instead of dine, they read Enid, but that just sounds like some bullshit, because if you're settling,
0: why would you be a
1: diner? diner? Why would it be in, like,
0: English and say dine?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna call bullshit on that, Mm -hmm. um... Yeah, I don't know. Enid is just where I was born and raised, and my parents still live there. Um, I go there two or three times a year, Mm. if that. Right. So.
0: So was, like, Oklahoma City kind of like the big city, like, getting out of town? Yeah, oh, Oklahoma
1: City. I I still call Oklahoma City the city. Mm. Like, and sometimes people will catch me, like, people that don't know, Mm -hmm. like, the city, what city are you talking about? I'm like, the city. The city, dude. Oklahoma City. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, when we lived in Enid, Oklahoma City was the city. Right. So, now I live in the big city.
0: How old were you when you came to the big city?
1: Um, I came here for college, so... Oh,
0: graphic design, right?
1: Yeah, graphic design. I was going to UCO in Edmond. So, I originally moved to Edmond, which is like 20, 30 minutes from here. Mm. And, um... No, I lived in Edmond for six months okay. um but yeah that's what brought me to the city yeah um was um graduating high school and going to college because that was the right thing to do right I regret going going to college <laughs> but you know like um I don't know. I wouldn't be here probably, right. you know, without college.
0: So you're always like do, kind of doing stuff with art. What were you doing in high school with art?
1: Um, I mean, I took a lot of art classes. Um, my mom was really artistic, mm-hmm. so even outside of school, I was involved in like art. Um, and encouraged to do art. So. Um,
0: or was tattooing a thing that was like, ooh yeah, like maybe one day or. or uh, no, yet.
1: tattooing was illegal yeah. in Oklahoma. So until I got my first tattoo, I the only thing I knew about tattoos was that my cool uncle had one. Sick. And I wanted one. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he had a tattoo on his arm. It was a cloud with the arm coming out holding a lightning bolt <laughs> it was supposed to be like a zeus influence sounds like a of.
0: pat monarch design or something yeah, yeah it was
1: totally like that 80s That's biker yeah, yeah it was cool it was cool <laughs> like i liked it a lot that but the, again that was like my earliest memory huh. of tattoos
0: so then like when you acquired your first tattoo you had to Did you get in town like or you traveled like yeah going on a journey going um, on the state?
1: Me and a couple friends made the decision to go to Kansas mm-hmm. and get a tattoo. Um, there was a local guy in Enid doing tattoos out of his house, mm-hmm. but we all decided to go to a real shop and experience that. Right. Because I'd never experienced that, so.
0: It seemed like the right thing to do, you know?
1: Yeah, and, like, it was a road trip, you know? We saw it as, like.
0: Yeah. You know? And you were 18. How old did you when this happened?
1: Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen? Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. What'd so. you get? I got well, we all got matching tattoos. Uh-huh. Me and two friends, and they were just spades. Sick. Like on fire.
0: Fuck yeah. It had
1: no meaning whatsoever. It was just
0: Cool. This
1: is what we're getting. And I'm like, Well, I don't know what I want, so let's just do that. Like, we'll all get matched. Was it
0: like on the wall or something? Or how'd you come up with that? No.
1: It was kinda like the people I was I was going with, like mm-hmm. It was their idea, and I was just like, I want to get a tattoo. I don't know what I want, but I want to experience what it is to Mm -hmm. get a tattoo. Like, let's make it a BFF thing.
0: Okay, all matching. Yeah. Yeah. So it was
1: kind of like they picked the design, and I was just like, sounds good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to scoot this little thing down a little bit for you. Oh. Right there. That should be better. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So – so you got tattooed, and did that give you kind of, like, a foresight of, like, oh, I could do this, or this is, like, um, see what's happening?
1: Not – I would say not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was, like, I want more. And the first place we went to, um, like, we had picked an original tattoo shop to go to, and when we got into town, we went to Wichita – Um, they were closed on Mondays Mm. and so we had to find a different shop to go to. Um, but so the shop we ended up going to like was just a random shop, you know? Um, but then we went again, you know, we started getting more tattoos and we did more research about who we wanted to go to. And, um, at that point I started becoming friends with the people that was, that were tattooing me, um, And so that kind of was what got me into, like, I like this. I like these people. Yeah, like, I like the art on the wall. Um, Like, I was attracted to a a certain style, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what that style was called at the time. I just knew that when I, like, looked at Flash on the wall, I knew what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we just started going on a regular basis to the same place and the same people. Um, And that's where I started to think, this is what I want to do. I want to be in this environment. You know, like, I like these people. I've never met people like this, like, especially in Enid. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where I started to think, this is something different, and I like it.
0: Was the graphic arts, like, something that you wanted to do, or is it that was, like, that was a commercial route, what you could do with right her. exactly the
1: yes yeah. like so other than being like an art teacher mm. like I didn't know what I was supposed to do with art so, like, you know his
0: new plan B. like I can't sell my art yeah I could draw yeah I'll tat
1: yeah exactly <laughs> um so graphic design just was like this it's a college degree mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go get this college degree
0: it's came in handy. You use Photoshop and know how to do yeah. stuff a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things to design, at least then, I really don't do a lot of graphic design now, was business cards.
0: Okay. I was like
1: obsessed with business cards and business card layout, typography. Um, so I really enjoyed doing business cards, and so I'd get little gigs on the side, like.
0: It's funny that it came like back around with like signs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Um. And then I, you know, like, I had a lot of friends in bands, and I would design their little buttons, mm. you know, and, like, I had the button machine.
0: Yeah, sick.
1: Yeah, my right my right arm was really ripped, you yeah. know?
0: <laughs> I always wanted to buy those things. I remember, like, when I was, like, 17 or 18, a friend set up, like, a hundred-something dollars or something like that and got them, and it was like, oh, it's so much money. I can't believe, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I still have mine. That's sick. Yeah. And you do you just print out anything and then you just like stamp it on? Yeah, I mean. How's it get the plastic over it and stuff?
1: It's there's a plastic sleeve.
0: Oh. So it's like. But it's not a heat thing. It's just a pressure thing.
1: Nope. It's just pressure. Huh. Like we can pull it out later.
0: Oh, <laughs> sick. Yeah.
1: Um. No, but like me and my friends, we would just like get images out of magazines.
0: Yeah. And like that's cool. Make. Why I remember one of my favorite
1: buttons, uh-huh. and I still have it somewhere. Um. One of my friends made it. Well, we had made it, but it was, like, just an image of Arby's curly fries. Sick. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> my sister used to, get, like, cut out the magazines, do little collages and glue them on paper. And mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of that, but with buttons, you know? Right. Like, weird little buttons. like a little face on a button or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
1: So that was, that was fun. Um, yeah. That's yeah.
0: crazy. So then were you, like, so you showed me your, uh, what was the name of that? What's the name of that website?
1: Tattooedles. Tattooedles. So, like, that
0: stuff that you were drawing and submitting to that, was that stuff that you were bringing into the shop? Like, hey, check it out.
1: Yeah, well, so I got to learn how to tattoo, like, Instagram, Facebook wasn't around. Right. And Google, yeah, (laughs) Google really wasn't around either. The internet was a thing, but it was more just for emailing. And um, blogs, it was, like, blogs and stuff like that and uh, there was this website called Tattoodles. it's still around Um, and it was kind of like Tattoo Johnny's Mm -hmm. where you could go on there and search an image and it would give you a thumbnail and then you could purchase the image and you'd have like a high quality image to like make a line drawing off of and tattoo and um, so if you submitted images to the website because you had to get to pay a monthly subscription or buy the images either way. Um, but if you submitted images to the website, they basically gave you like credit. Right. You know, like a free membership or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um the images I submitted, I mean that was like with well within my first, I would say four to six months. Was there like a quality pay?
0: review or can you just no, submit anything? You've,
1: you can submit anything. Yeah. Like I mean get on there and look at some of them but i mean really i mean i mean some of the the images on there were good for what we had access to at the time um so like i just submitted some like images out of my sketchbook some images that i had tattooed you know like Mm -hmm. that was back whenever before i would do a tattoo like i would like have a sketch a line drawing and i would do a full-on
0: Color study and stuff. Uh-huh.
1: Color, like, with Prismacolor, you know. Right. And um, so I just submitted stuff that I had already had sitting around. And I I don't know. I got, like, a free six-year, right. like, membership or something. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Crazy. So. So, like, so with Oklahoma being illegal and you're going out to, like, Wichita to get tattooed and then – is it 2008 when Oklahoma passes it's like it? It's like 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a weird time. Like, everyone's beginning tattooing, but there's also people coming here to be, like, the people that tattoo here. The, yeah,
1: the forefathers. And yeah, like the, and it's, like, the kind of this trail new. blazers. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's kind of this new thing that's not so new, but so new here. Like, and things weren't really worked out. And I know there was an apprenticeship program and things like that. And you kind of swooped in a little bit before that was, like, formulated and happening. Right. How did that, like, work out?
1: Um, well, I got lucky in, um, basically whenever they passed the law that tattooing would be legal, Mm -hmm. um, they still didn't know what the rules and regulations were really going to be. Um, they had this time, this grace period, uh, where, you know, if you could submit so many hours of tattooing, um, they would allow you to apply for your license Mm -hmm. outside of that grace period you were considered an apprentice and Mm. the apprentice program was like a two-year long process Um, I got lucky enough to get into a shop in the beginning within that grace period submit my hours Um, I did not have a proper apprenticeship I mean the people who were teaching me didn't necessarily have a a proper apprenticeship whatever you know you think that is um you know we were all learning together which was kind of nice like I feel like tattooing in Oklahoma we just kind of we were all learning together so we were all kind of helping each other out like Mm. um we weren't like against each other we were like wanting everyone to you know just get going um so I was able to submit my hours and And so
0: how do they like Depict the hours. They're just like, that looks like an hour tattoo. That looks like a two-hour tattoo. Basically,
1: you have people who know nothing about tattooing right. um, saying yay or nay. And to submit your hours, you would just take pictures of the tattoos you've done. Mm-hmm. And they would look at these pictures and be like, oh, well, this looks like it took a couple hours. This looks like it took ten mm-hmm. hours, you know. So it was just this weird process to where... You know, if I did a tattoo the size of a quarter, I would make sure I zoomed in on that picture to like nah, kind of a like, cup. yeah, As like a coaster
0: right there. You know, like because yeah. they
1: don't know where the tattoo's at. They don't know really how big it is. I mean, you're supposed to write on the back side of the card, you mm. know, like right or the the picture, like you know, this tattoo is this many mm. inches by this many inches. But I think when they see a picture and it's like taking up the whole.
0: They're like oh, it's a few hours right there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but I mean, they don't know. Right. Like, I, I, still am like, I mean. So,
0: how's that? Do you know anything about if that if that process has been like refined, better, or better for? Well, that
1: process doesn't exist anymore. Really? Because that was just that grace period. What's it like now? Um, now you have to go through the apprenticeship program, or you have to.
0: Um, what does the program entail?
1: It is, um, it's, it's like a tattoo school. No, it's, um, you have to have a person teaching you that's been tattooing in Oklahoma for at least five years. Okay. Um, so it was kind of nice that first five years
0: mm-hmm.
1: of tattooing in Oklahoma. There really weren't, weren't any apprentices cause there couldn't be. Right. Um, so you've got your teacher, they've got to build a syllabus, like just on paper, Basically, just letting the health department know this is what you're going to be doing your first month. This is what you're going to be learning um, around this time frame. Um, but it's
0: still kind of let the shop dictate, like, how the apprenticeship goes. Like, yeah. it's not like it's regulated to it has to be this way or Right, anything. right. So, cool, um,
1: I and I believe, I haven't, like, looked at the rules lately, but I believe they're still like this. Um, the first year, your apprentice isn't, like, supposed to tattoo anyone. They're just supposed to be learning under you. Right. Um, and then after the first year under your supervision, they can do tattoos, but I don't think they can charge, you know, like it's kind of like a tip basis or, you know, if the shop wants to throw you some money. Right. Um, so I didn't have to go through that two year process, which was nice. Um, uh, yeah. So Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, it, I don't know, it's weird. I mean. It's her, different everywhere, though. It's different everywhere. And you know, it's no weird everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, somebody could just be signing off. Yes, they're doing this for totally two thing. years. It's and then you can go, like. Right. Get your license. Um, but, yeah, like.
0: I the don't whole know. thing is weird, like, getting getting permission or paying, like, dues to someone that doesn't know what you're doing you know right I, I, I don't know it doesn't really belong to anyone anyways tattooing is so strange like i remember when i started tattooing and when i got through my apprenticeship like i thought that that was the way there's a right and there's a wrong right and so that that must be the right yeah. and everything else must be the wrong and i go everywhere else and the rights and wrongs shift slightly different places right. and i go to places that are a bit more what i consider professional or unprofessional and things that would would not fly where i'm from or would fly there and and um i don't know that scale is so is so skewed and and confused and i think that although tattooing is very old like you know it's it's also like very new and with it being regulated and whatnot right and i don't know if there is a a right way because on one end i'm like i'm like fuck the law you know i'm not gonna pay the city this that whatever where i'm traveling through here or there like like, why am I going to be bribed by them? What are they doing for me, you know? Right. But on the other end, it's like, do I really think that there should be no regulation? Like, that's not the answer either, you know? And Yeah. And I think um, it's a tricky one. I think that they're trying to figure it out, you know? But I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel, I don't feel like that optimistic about it, you know? Especially in California specifically. Like, just like, even outside of the regulation of just the zoning and Certain cities, like you know, you can't even open a shop in Burbank at all, you know, and and it's like, and for what reason? Like it's 2019, tattooing's legal. Why yeah. can't you open a business legally? Like, yeah. you know, it, you're, you're you have certain freedoms and liberties, and you should be able to mark your body. Like, why can't grown ups open the shops? Or like in Riverside, you know, like you have to be certain distances away from like schools or churches or you know, be like bars. And it's like, w- yeah. why? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and it's just. It's so silly and so confusing that I, like, kind of don't pay any of it any mind, and it all kind of seems irrelevant, and and, um, I don't know. It kind of just upsets me, you know what I mean? It makes me, like, like mad at all of it. I don't know what's the right way they should do it either, though.
1: Well, and I feel like with social media and YouTube, I mean, you can learn how to tattoo on YouTube. I know someone who do he does great tattoos mm-hmm. and he just learned off of YouTube and yeah. with social media as well I feel like even if you're in a situation where like it's illegal you can still make it you know like right. you can still get business like yeah, I do know
0: I think I was talking about this with my friend Tino and it's like you know I like the idea of an apprenticeship just because the aspect of like I like the idea of like it kind of being worked towards and earned and I feel like yeah. I feel like the career kind of goes to the person that, like, that not only wanted it, but they were, like, not a wanter, they were a doer. They went and did that to get that, you know? But I also found that, like, you know, not everyone gets in it the same way, and I think what makes the difference between someone that's in it now or or was or were no longer here or there is, is like, the doers. There's so many things in the way and reasons why you should have stopped tattooing so many fucking times and so many bad tattoos and so many many things of of why many of us should have quit – but the people that are around doing it are the ones that 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 didn't stop, you know, and um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's definitely like a tattoo thing, you know. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there was an era where era where you had to learn how to make needles because you needed them to tattoo and and things yeah. like that. And we look back at those things, and that wasn't our era, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there there was you know this then you know now it was like when I was learning, you know, I, it was still hard to get equipment, you know, like you could kind of get equipment, but it was, it was garbage and getting good equipment, like shop, like good supply companies would not sell to you unless you were going to a shop address no matter what, Right? you know what I mean? Right. And now that's not so much the case, you know, and and
1: anything on Amazon,
0: it's everywhere, you know, and I I think, um, I guess I want, like, I guess the lineage of apprenticeships to kind of stay around. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. because I just had to go through it myself, but, but I don't think they are gonna stay around because I think that I think that information is too readily available mm-hmm. and there's less things you can hold over your apprentice's head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that we're getting to a time too now where it's like, as a tattooer, you know, I think the shops had a lot of power and it was like, you know, like any other job, you go in for a job and you're like, you know, like this is why you should hire me, this is what I can do for you. Mm-hmm now there's too many tattooers yeah now it's like they're taking pics at the shops and like well what can you do for me yeah and now there's tattooers that outgrow those businesses and don't need the business don't need a walk-in traffic shop they don't need and that's like a that's like a first time ever you had to be like an ed hardy to have a private studio Mm -hmm. now you just have to have followers online to do it you know yeah and so i think that i think that there will still people that go through apprenticeships but i i think that in in our time in tattooing we're gonna see like the right from wrong kind of blurred and i think information is just going to be available
1: yeah i you mean because there are tattoo schools now Yeah. you know like yeah. i mean
0: and especially like you know like the equipment now too getting so plug and play you know what i mean and and cheap and like and just pumped out and and like plasticky it's just like you could just it just it's there you know
1: yeah totally
0: but tattooing like who again like who are we to say like who can have it or not it's always been there yeah I mean mean, And, and it's it's and like even anyone could pick up a needle and poke themselves some ink in their arm and that could that could stay there or they could go elsewhere I mean I think um I don't know. I think there is a right and a wrong. But I mean, the one thing I've learned from doing this podcast and and talking to my friends is that, you know, not too many of my friends have done it. What I would consider the right way. You know, they've just like done it their way and made way to make it happen, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, if they're getting business and people want to pay them or whatever, then I mean, that's the freedom. Yeah, of America and like I mean if somebody wants to get tattooed by them then let them yeah and they'll either go back or they won't mm-hmm. like I mean I have a really strong regular clientele mm. and I also I think that has a lot to do with me starting in the beginning of legalization in Oklahoma because you know I did a lot of people's first legal tattoos or just first tattoos in general and you know people are very dedicated here like in Oklahoma they they're very like customer service orientated you know they want to be treated right which Mm -hmm. is important you know they don't care if you're a big name right Um, so you know I have a strong regular clientele, you know, I tattoo the same people over and over again. And whenever I say something about, Oh, this guest artist is coming into town. You should go get tattooed by them. They don't care. You know, not, not, they don't care in a bad way. They just are dedicated. Like, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I feel like that's something if I could go back with my tattoos, I wish I would have collected more, Mm. you know, from different artists.
0: That's hard when you're, like, new to getting tattooed. Yeah, excited exactly. And, and just...
1: I guess I didn't feel that way until I started traveling and meeting other artists. But that's
0: another thing. You never knew that that was a possibility, right? Yeah, that's right? true. Like, I never thought I would – I'd be hanging out in Oklahoma right now and tattooing. Like, I never thought I'd tattoo outside of Corona or Riverside. And I, I didn't really know any tattooers outside of that. And I never, like – it. the world was, like, really small. You yeah. know what I mean? Or it was really big – and I was really small. And I'm now definitely a big fish you know I mean? in a small pond. Yeah. Like
1: out here. Which yeah. I'm fine with. Like yeah. you know, I don't I like it out here. I yeah. like my clientele. Like it's a sense, I get sense to of travel. community. Like yeah. it seems
0: like it seems like everyone says hi to each other and like even like, you know, um was it Marcus who met at the Whole mm-hmm. Foods? Yeah. And, like, stopped and said hi. And, yeah. Like, I feel like in California, I don't know if it's competitive or just people are staying in their own lane, but I don't really see, like, that happening. I feel like it's, like, more neighborly out here.
1: Totally. Um, There's – and I don't know if it's still new out here, mm. but there's not a lot of just random beef. Right. Like, there's no dr- major drama. hmm between tattoo shops and you know I am so comfortable like our shop is comfortable with like referring you to someone else at a totally different shop like we don't want to like get your money if we know that we can't get you in but there's someone else out there that can and they would do a better job with what you're wanting you know like we refer to other shops all the time yeah you know and um like just today actually I got a text from another tattoo artist thanking me Mm. you know for referring someone to them and i was like that's a nice gesture that's just southern hospitality you know Mm. like
0: yeah i think that kind of like i experienced some of that when i was like learning to tattoo but i think when social media became like what it is i think that kind of went out the window a little bit because that's how i was actually kind of surviving when i was a piercer is that um this shop zombie was like sending the piercings over to me between me and another piercer. And, and that was like the primary like business I had. Yeah. And, um, and then even little things like us sending this work to this person that does Japanese stuff really good and them sending this to us. And I think that, I think that when it got really saturated, I think people couldn't afford to do that anymore. I don't, I don't know what happened. But I feel like that kind of stopped happening. At least I stopped taking note of it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Something changed. Yeah. I think, I mean, also, like, with that, like, do you guys have, like, tons of tattooers here in Oklahoma? Is it, like, what's it like with that? How many shops are out here and stuff?
1: Um, I honestly can't tell you how many shops are out here. I know the shops I refer people to. And to right. me, I mean, that's all that matters. Right. Um, if If you're a good shop, you're going to make it. If mm-hmm. you're not, I mean, I don't care
0: was there a lot like coming and going and stuff
1: um in the beginning yeah for sure Mm. um you know like
0: with any like new thing yeah
1: exactly but now i feel like if there's a new shop opening it's because someone who is already Mm. you know at a shop doing well branches off and does their own thing um you know, I don't I don't think there's a lot of like out of towners coming in and opening shops like there was in the beginning. Right. Um but yeah, I mean I don't pay attention to how many shops are out here new shops right. really unless it's like a friend or someone I know mm. that's opening a new shop. Um I just know who I like to refer people to and you know, that's all I care about really like
0: So like to draw back like so so you get in and you're like tattooing and mm. and you're like kind of doing what you kind of can in your abilities, walking in the door, some friends, things like that. Like, where are you at? What shop? How did that work out? Like, how long were you there and where did you go from there?
1: Um, so. In the beginning, like before tattooing was even legal, one of my good friends was tattooing out of his house and I'd go hang out with him mm-hmm. um, and he tattooed me a couple times. And I was also getting tattooed in Kansas Mm. and getting to know my tattoo artist in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And my tattoo artist in Kansas, his name is Dennis McVale. He's at Artist at Large um, in Wichita. And, you know, I became great friends with him. And I was a regular customer. Like, Mm -hmm. I would get a summer job just to pay for tattoos. And, you know, I was going on a regular basis – And I think he realized, like, I was serious about Mm. wanting to tattoo. Like, I would ask questions. And, you know, he realized I could draw. You know, I had some artistic ability. And so initially he kind of offered, if I was willing to move to Wichita, that he would apprentice me. Right. And, you know, 12 years ago, Wichita wasn't, like, really where I wanted to be, Um but around that time they legalized tattooing here. And so uh like
0: kinda didn't really have to go there anymore. Yeah, no.
1: Point. Well, I mean, and I still do. I mean, I still have. Mm-hmm. But um like so I started tattooing here mm-hmm. and um or I started hanging out with, you know, my friend that was tattooing out of right. his house. And then when they legalized it, he got a job at a tattoo shop, and he was just kind of like, hey, just come with me. I'll get you in. You know, like, I'll make sure, like, you know, you get a hangout, you know, whatever that means, like if you apprentice or whatever. So there was a shop um, that opened up called Mm Sub-Q, and I was basically the apprentice, and then there was the owner, and then there was three other guys. Um, And we were there for about a year, and me and three of the guys and this is i had gotten my license at that shop as well and i was right. tattooing so me and three of the guys um because the owner was starting to get kind of nitpicky on us working at specific schedule. Okay. And a tattooer doesn't want to be told what to do. You, you got kinda, into
0: tattooing so you didn't have to.
1: Yeah, have you yeah. get into it because you want to kind of be your own boss, do your own thing, you know. Yeah. So when he started, like, handing out schedules to, it, to us, expecting somebody to be here to open, to close, get an hour break, mm. we kind of just, like, decided we could do this somewhere else. Right. And so me... And three other guys, um, Travis, Nate, and Derek, decided to open our own shop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we did. And we're a co op. You know, we're all equal ownership.
0: And was that, was that idea happening out here? Like, was that, or is that you guys were like, as we're far do this?
1: as I know? I don't know of any other shop in Oklahoma City that's ran as a co op. Right. Um, that's just as far as I know. Um, so we've been at the same shop, the same people together for 11 years now Wow. yeah so so I worked at one shop for a year
0: that's kind of like the dream situation to do something like that yeah you don't really hear it often like happening you know
1: yeah I mean it they're like my brothers like some days I want to like yeah you know rip them apart and then like some days like it's it's great like you know it's it's a it's definitely a family vibe Mm -hmm. like um we get on each other's nerves, but we know we have it good and we know we work right. well together. So, I mean, 11 years of the same people working together is like unheard of right? in the tattoo community, mm-hmm. you know, and like.
0: Make us co-op.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I just. I don't want to be their boss. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't want them to tell me what to do so i think it's just like a, we all have this like like
0: we just work well together
1: like even when we're not like getting along like mm -hmm. it it works so what was
0: like that plaza district area like back when you guys opened that's it was rough yes
1: it was rough um it was there was only a couple, like now
0: it's kind of like a hip location. It's very
1: hip. It's very popular. It's like kind
0: of a corner spot right there too. It's a cool building. Like I got yeah. I couldn't imagine anything other than what it is right now.
1: And that's kind of like we picked the area, knowing that area had potential.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. But
1: if you would have like shown me the how big and popular, I would have never believed it. Like it that it would have gotten to where it is now. Mm. Um, like in the beginning, it was just us. Like, a, cu- a couple other stores, um, mm-hmm. one of them is still there, DNA Gallery. They were open whenever we were opening. Okay. Um, and then there's another store called Bad Grannies, which is, like, a vintage, um, I don't know, like, um, I don't want to call it a junk store. It's just, like, a vintage, like, little co-op store. Like, mm-hmm. there's a little bo- booths in there, um, antiques and stuff. Uh, but... Other than that, there was a lot of little local neighborhood businesses. That's cool. Um, and it's cool that it's grown to what it is now, but I miss those old businesses. They kind of got gentrified out. Mm. Um, there was a dollar store down there called the Plaza Dollar Store, and it was just like they had the most random items in there. It didn't matter what you needed. Mm-hmm. Like, they had it. Right in uh just
0: a little general store yeah
1: just a little general store um i don't know like it was like scarier back then you know there was a lot more prostitution and Mm. i would say like you know drug usage on the streets and stuff but um so Now it's, like, you, clean and popular. And were you
0: getting walk-ins and stuff, or was this, like, clientele-based when you opened that area?
1: No, we were getting walk-ins because we were like, oh, a tattoo shop opened in the neighborhood, mm. you know?
0: And it was still new, so it was, like... Yeah. There was still room for... Oh, that. yeah, totally. Because
1: yeah. um, that was only... When we opened down there, tattooing had only been legal for, like, two years at that yeah. point, so it was still very new. Um, now we still get walk-ins, um, but it's, like parking is very limited down there mm-hmm. so for a person to walk in they've got to find a parking spot well if they don't find a parking spot and they don't necessarily specifically want to come to our shop they're just like have some money in their pocket want to mm. get a tattoo well then they're just going to drive on to the next shop i feel like yeah. um but at this point we all have a built-up clientele to where we're staying pretty busy with our clientele right. um i mean walk-ins still happen down there yeah It's just – I miss the old plaza. Right. Like, I really do. Um,
0: But when you're at the old plaza, you're probably wanting it to be what it is now.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we just, like, knew it was going to blow up any day, and it just seemed like overnight it Mm -hmm. was crazy, like, down there. So
0: That's crazy. So were you – so – so you and Tanner are painting signs together and doing all kinds of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. You were like pinstriping and messing with signs before. How did you get into that whole thing? Um,
1: yeah. Were you painting the
0: shop back then too? Like your shop and stuff? No,
1: I honestly, I dappled in sign painting a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it was like, not really what I wanted to do. Um, I was, I was more like back when I started getting tattoos, like that whole hot rod rockabilly crowd was like, yeah. what i was involved in and so i was more into like i want to learn how to pinstripe but with pinstriping like sign painting kind of goes Same alongside world. with it yeah um so i had done a little bit of sign painting like wood cut out stuff um i Is knew it, i knew a little the bit shop,
0: some, like it seems like i like got bored of the restroom and some like some stuff here and yeah there. yeah there's some old yeah. stuff
1: in the shop yeah. <laughs> yes it's um, cool
0: to see that growth though it's
1: yeah cool. so um and you know i i help tanner with sign jobs when i can and i definitely i like sign painting Mm -hmm. but i love tattooing right you know i'm not i just don't do sign painting enough to be great at it Mm. you know but i do tattooing full-time and that's what i love to do you guys
0: are such a power couple though well thanks i think (laughs) it's sick
1: you and Yesie are a power couple. Yeah, we are on the road with yeah. Randall.
0: Yeah, a little powerful <laughs> little bus family, a little rambling gypsies.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm lucky because, um, I mean, being a tattooer and being in a relationship is hard. Like it's really hard. Um, so it's nice because before Tanner, I really wasn't traveling for tattooing because it's kind of hard to like i'm a homebody it's kind of hard to leave home behind
0: right
1: and then i've also been in a situation where my significant other was the one traveling and you get Mm -hmm. animosity that uh, i've got to stay home and work my nine to five
0: right
1: mall job or whatever Mm -hmm. um so i'm lucky that we're both self-employed sign painting goes alongside with tattooing yeah. like whether you're painting a tattoo shop or you're painting shops or signs for a shop um especially with like
0: him paying so many tattoo related things he's very much in that world so they're very much connected you know yeah
1: so when we travel and like do a convention you know I'm slinging tattoos he's mm-hmm. slinging his signs yeah. you know we you know both do well um so yeah it'd be a lot harder to travel if we weren't able to just absolutely
0: and you both are like always on working on something you know what i mean like we're
1: actually really bad about traveling that's not work (laughs) like we need to learn how to take more trick like trips that are straight up vacation or just legitimately take days off yeah you know we try to set aside sundays as being our day off Mm -hmm. but You know, that definitely doesn't always happen. Like, sometimes a client will sweet talk me into. Yeah. Or it's, I mean, it's just like, it's hard because work is my sanity. You know, like work is what keeps my mind focused. And so it's hard for me to not go to work because I like my job. Yeah. And I think,
0: but it's also kind of, it's also like accessible too. Like, this town's so easy to get around. You can just drive shop in 10 minutes and like, And um, it's not—it's kind of an easy place to to kind of do that, you know? Yeah. Like in California, you, you can't really get anywhere in ten minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's Oklahoma City's really spread out, but. There's not a traffic issue. Like, even Tanner was
0: saying, like, oh, we only go to that area of town. It was, like, nine minutes away in the car. Yeah, no. I mean,
1: it's just like any other town. I mean, you just kind of stay in your... find your little
0: hood, your little niche, go to your stores, your coffee shops. The only thing
1: I don't like about Oklahoma City is you kind of do have to have a car because the transportation system out here is just not good. Um, Like, you you do need to have a vehicle. Like, unless you are, like... A lucky person who is like living close to your work but then you've also got to think well the grocery store is this far away right you know so like we don't have those like little neighborhood pockets where like there's a grocery store there's a bar there's where you mm-hmm. work like all in that like same like
0: but then that kind of sucks because you never leave that little same thing
1: but, but I kind of have that? a problem with that like I am like yeah. I really am like I See I
0: love and I hate that. I want the idea of being able to like have everything right there, but I also would feel like like uh, like oh man, I, I really haven't left this. I feel kind of trapped, you know?
1: We travel a lot. So True. I feel like if I feel like it's nice to come home and have your regular spots to go to, like if we didn't travel like we did, then I can't say it would still be that way you know um but we travel a lot and when we go to other cities we make sure we experience that city you Mm. know like and I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life so I just feel like you know I know what I like here and I know where I like to go but then when we go to another city we just make sure we do as much as we can Mm. in that city
0: are you guys, like, taking, taking the road a little easier this year than last? You guys were, like, doing a convention every month, it seemed like. It seemed yeah. like you were doing the whole circuit. I was like, oh, yeah. No. probably doing that one, too.
1: Yeah, last year we did six conventions, and it sucked because they were, like, within the first six months of the year. Wow. So, it was like we were doing a convention. Once every month, signs
0: like constantly prepping for the next one, yeah. and also doing jobs in between, and then yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so it's like for me, going to a convention is a lot easier because I just show up with my gear, right, and hope hope that somebody wants to get a tattoo. But with Tanner, he's got to have inventory, mm-hmm. so he's spending time making inventory for the convention, along with doing the jobs he has scheduled here.
0: Yeah, it's it's nonstop.
1: So, conventions are definitely harder for him than they are for me. Um, So, we did six last year, and we were like, we're never doing six again. Um,
0: (laughs) Or at least not back to back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year is when
0: tattooing is booming because
1: tax season and, you know, summer. Mm -hmm. So, um, this year, we're about to do Albuquerque. The New Mexico Tattoo Fiesta, which is our favorite convention Oh, those we are do. separate?
0: I thought – well, I thought the names were, like, the same – because they're both New Mexico, so I assume they're the same show.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Albuquerque and the and the Tattoo Fiesta are different ones?
1: No. Oh, oh it, okay. The New Mexico Tattoo okay. Fiesta is the in same one. Albuquerque. Okay, cool. Yes. Right. So um, that's our favorite convention, and that's coming up um, – so that'll be the third convention we've done this year so far, mm-hmm. and we don't have anything booked after that. We want to do one more, but we just don't know what we want to do.
0: Think to change it up, do something somewhere else.
1: It'll have to be changing it up because we've already done Ca- Kansas City. That's one of our regular conventions, and we've mm. already done Laredo. Sure,
0: of uh, the other ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't know what we're gonna do. Hmm. I think there's a convention in. St. Louis in November. We mm. talked about that. I mean, maybe we won't do another convention and we'll take a vacation. <laughs> <So>. Right, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's we'll just, borrow your all's bus. Fuck, yeah. When you're, you know, when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. can. Actually, you guys can loop around. Mm-hmm. And end up back in Oklahoma City. Hold and you can fort. live here uh, yeah, for the year that we travel. And we just, like, alternate years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Is there
0: a season that you don't have tornadoes? <laughs> Want that season. Yeah, no, like. What season I mean, is that, though?
1: Spring is whenever the tornadoes really happen. Spring, and then we've had a weird weather season this year. I didn't know
0: tornadoes were real until last week. Riddle, I thought they were like mythical. Oh,
1: I was kinda hoping the weather would get gnarly while you guys were here. <laughs> just to like well,
0: just to like shake things up a no, bit. No, just so
1: you could see. Like I mean, like it gets crazy, but it Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I saw what definitely happened. When I was in
0: Toronto, I saw like rain, like a um like a I think it was monsoon season or something like that. And it was sunny out, I'm like, oh it's supposed to be rain today. And I was like, Oh, it looks looks fine. It's sunny outside. And now I've nowhere I heard like a loud, like rumbling noise, and there was fucking rain sideways on yeah. the street and everyone in that little neighborhood was like ge- like there's all these little businesses like shoes and stuff out for sale like out front almost like yard sale like little vintage shops like that they're just like running grabbing their stuff bringing it in the storefronts and then 10 minutes later it's done and they're moving stuff back yeah. out on the sidewalk and back to normal I'm like what the fuck was that yeah. I'm like oh yeah that's like this time of year and and I was like I'm not used to like any weather happening I'm used to like one season all year you know yeah. it's, it's bizarre
1: I mean I like having seasons. I wish like Oklahoma like spring I and, like the
0: idea of, them. I just don't want them to last as long as they do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, spring and fall, they're not that long in Oklahoma. Summer's mm. really long and then winter's kind of weird. Like we'll get a couple really bad ice storms, but snow What's is an like ice storm? It's like when it rains and then it freezes, oh, you know, okay. or like it freezing rain, you know.
0: Huh.
1: But like fluffy snow really doesn't happen a whole oh. lot here um like we'll get a couple good snows but then the next day it'll be like in the 50s and melt you know but that's so cool because
0: just not for it to look pretty and then not be inconvenienced by its existence
1: right yeah. right so it's like, like the
0: idea of snow i just don't want to deal with snow right you know yeah. in yucaipa it would get snow like once a year and it would like because it's right by big bear in the mountains and it would be, it would like line the bushes and stuff and it would melt by noon but it was something that like every year progressively it wasn't happening anymore you have to drive a little farther up the hill in yucaipa to kind of see it every year you know but the second year i had the shop like 2015 um i experienced a little bit of it me and anthony drove like a few blocks up and we played in the snow and I threw a snowball at his face and he got one right back in my face pretty good too <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah i don't know i i, I think it I think that's kind of a neat like novelty you know yeah. but i don't want to be snowed in
1: i love being snowed in really like the few times it does happen i love you've been it. snowed
0: in here in oklahoma
1: yeah yeah i mean we there's been a few
0: what's snowed in well, like legitimately snowed in or just like like
1: when the roads are bad okay. i mean definitely when the roads are bad because it's I mean,
0: icy and stuff yeah right?
1: like i mean the snow doesn't get so high that we can't open our doors okay. or anything yeah. but like because we're not used to that kind of weather, it doesn't mm-hmm. take a lot for them to
0: cancel school. I've seen like in Massachusetts, like it's like it's like people are jumping out their windows. Oh into, yeah, like, it doesn't get like that. Yeah, it's but wild. it's like you know
1: the the roads do get bad out here because mm-hmm. like it'll rain, it'll freeze, and then it's just a sheet of ice. Right. You know. Um, but I love being snowed in, just because I like being out. though,
0: <laughs> I feel ah. like <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, But
1: I'd get sick of it, you know, after. We had a bunch of rain recently, like a bunch of rain. To wear yeah, like. we
0: kind of just came right afterwards, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, all this rain is so awesome. Like, it was raining so heavy. And we live in a, our place has a flat top roof. Oh. And so it'll sprinkle outside and it sounds like, it's like, Pouring. Would or, you like
0: that? Or is it not? Well,
1: it was cool, like, the first day. <laughs> but when it was, like, pouring down rain, like, happened? we couldn't even listen to the TV. Seriously. Like, it was so loud in here. And I was like, I loved the rain until, like, day four came around, mm. like, three or four. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. I don't like the rain anymore. <laughs> but now that it's been hot for a few days, I'm like, I could use...
0: Mm. some rain yeah i don't mind the heat so much just the humidity's rough on me out yeah here. the
1: humidity has been bad but yeah it's been all that rain, rain. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's one of the cool thing about the bus like is the the sound of the rain on the roof of the mm-hmm. bus because we, when we're back at the apartment we're like yes he's like open the window open the window like i want to hear it and you go, oh i can kind of hear it you know yeah yeah the no. bus it's like it's pretty
1: here cool. it's super loud yeah super duper loud but i like it i like that sound
0: Yo, let's wrap it up. We're talking about weather. We're tired. I know.
1: Are <laughs> <right>. you? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about it, but I yeah. mean, I feel like it's boring. Yeah. Um, but I this mean. This week
0: has been so awesome.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Like, I'm That's glad you guys are time. here.
0: I really feel like I abused our friendship. Why? Because he's just like too good to us while we're out here.
1: And see, I feel like I'm not doing anything. Seriously? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm like oh. doing anything. I mean, I still went to work. I still did my stuff. You guys showed us some good food in our own city, kind <laughs> yeah, of. You I guess, know, yeah. like, I mean,
0: weird vegan plant food. Well, no,
1: the thing is, I'd been wanting to eat that for a while, and then I was like, "This is the time." Yeah, because we're hanging out with some vegans. Yeah, we, we don't.
0: Eat it. We ate like more vegan meat this week than ever. Like, so you don't
1: normally eat vegan meat much at all.
0: Uh, well, we do. I. Th- it, we go through phases. We go through, like, we do, like, a week where we eat, like, what people think vegans eat like, and we're just mm. eating broccoli and cauliflower every night and just, like, and we're just, yeah, like, eating vegetables. And then and then we go through, like, oh, I want pizza. I want grilled yeah. cheese. I want this. And we're getting vegans versions of this and that and the other. Um, but it was, like, fucking cool. Those, like, Beyond sausages on the grill were so cool. Yeah. That was, like, really the coolest good. thing tonight. And I
1: will buy those again for sure but what's funny is before you guys came into town i was eating like super healthy like i other than traveling Mm -hmm. when we're at home i i tend to eat on the healthier side so i was eating like pretty healthy and so this vegan food which is has been mm-hmm. junk food to me for yeah. sure yeah. like my guts are feeling it like right. for sure <laughs> but yeah like it's been a treat because it's like even though it's vegan it's still been like
0: yeah
1: oh my god i haven't had this kind of like food in a while right you know still like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i think like the cool thing is with the bus thing is like we have our kitchen in there so we've we've been eating healthier on the road than than moving to our stationary at home yeah, I love because at we home. had our conveniences and i was getting in the route of eating out so much and then now we've just been like kind of cooking in the in the bus every day you know yeah it's been nice yeah
1: oxford
0: he's the cutest dog in the whole world i love him so much it's
1: funny because i mean and this isn't he has a routine mm-hmm. you know like and so you can tell like he's a little thrown off because mm. his routine's been thrown off like, he
0: seems, like, more adapt with Randall than he was with Miller, though. He seems like – Oh, no. Because does his own thing, I think.
1: Well, and Miller is his speed. Yeah. Like, that's how – when Oxford is around a dog that's, like, his size and his speed, I mean, they'll go at it all day. And Miller's, like, a puppy.
0: Right. But, like,
1: around – if the other dog is chill, then mm. he's just chill.
0: You know? Also, I love the – Affinity for him, like all the Spuds McKenzie stuff, and like him. I grew up with a Spuds. I'm
1: old enough, I grew up with a Spuds McKenzie poster on my wall growing up as a kid, and so I've always been infatuated with bull terriers.
0: So, you think it came from that? Just the marketing? Oh,
1: totally. Like, I mean, I had a Weimariner, but. Remember do you remember on Sesame Street there was the Weimaraner that would count the blue balls? Do you remember that? I don't know. The William Wegman Weimaraner. Mm. Um and that's why I always wanted a Weimaraner. Huh. Yeah. So it's like I have these like early memories of dogs and they stick and I have to own that dog. I love that. Yeah. But I definitely bull terriers are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for, like, taking the time to do this. I know we we're it was late, and we have had a full, full day and a Is full okay? week.
1: No, yeah, it was good. Thanks for letting me tattoo you.
0: I'm My first fuck. Bucky's
1: tattoo.
0: Picture right here. <laughs> what I did with the Bucky's logo. So yeah. That was so cool. <laughs>